Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through our rapid review of round 17. We kicked off on Friday night with the one game, the Dragons taking on the New Zealand Warriors. The Warriors obviously winning this one, 48 points to 18, a huge victory for the Wars, which puts them uh, into the top four on the ladder, which is an incredible feat, all things considered, for the Warriors and how many you know, how many close misses and injuries and everything they've had this year, uh, for them to be in the top four conversation would be bloody impressive to be where they are. Unbelievable. So shout out to the Waz. Fantastic to see. You fucking love to see it. Um, and, you know, they've still got Tomato Martin to come back. As I said, it hasn't all been perfect for the Waz. They were without Tohu Harris for a period, Mitch Barnett for a period. Um, just wild how it has all played out. DWZ obviously scored four meat pies. He's on an absolute tear at the moment, DWZ. Scored two tries in the last 10, scored the opening try. Not very often you see a guy score the first and the last try, but DWZ managed to in this game. Uh, Jackson Ford scored a nice try off a kick as well. Um... He'd be stoked with that one, obviously, coming back uh, to St. George Illawarra to score a try there. Unreal stuff. Uh, Sean Johnson, though, the star of the show once again. He was just fucking everywhere, SJ, and it is so good to see him playing his absolute best footy again. And I'm so glad that when the Warriors are going good, SJ is part of that. Uh, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck arrives back next year, and hopefully SJ can keep this form up until next season because, fuck, that'd be exciting. But between now and then... Um, They've got a final series to compete in the end of the season. They've got a premiership to hopefully win. So the Warriors, I've been very, very impressed with them. They had a sin meeting in this game as well, which didn't seem to impact them all that much. So very, very impressive from the Waz. AFB, fantastic again. Tohu Harris, unreal. Um, but yeah, just, just a great all-round performance from the Warriors. Um, scoring 48 points, almost getting to the 50. You love to see it away from home. So shout out to the Warriors doing fantastic things. For the Dragons, obviously this game was sort of dominated by the Ben Hunt saga. Um, and yeah, look, I... I'll be honest with you, I thought early they were in it for about the first 20 minutes or so. I thought, okay, the the Dragons might be able to compete in this game, but uh, I think it was when Marcelo Montoya scored. That was about the 23rd minute or something along those lines. 
after that, it just sort of all went to shit. Uh, Tyrell Sloan scored the first try. Cracking individual try, too. That kid is absolutely lightning fast. Uh, Musgrove and Francis Molo scored as well. Molo scoring off a nice little nudge by Bud Sullivan. Uh, I did think Jacob Little, he was really good when he's on the field. I think he needs to play as many minutes as they can give him uh, Jacob Little. It is interesting. They carry Talatal Moan on the bench and they put him on late and move Bud Sullivan to 5'8". I just don't know if that's uh, the way forward, to be honest with you. I, I don't know what good they get out of that. Uh, I know that Bud Sullivan set up a try the other day, but I just think that he should be the 5'8". I think his days at hooker are done. And if that means uh, that Talatal Moan doesn't have a spot in the team, I mean, he doesn't have a spot in the team, sort of is what it is. Uh, yeah, tough one there, though. Uh, but, yeah, guys, look, uh, the Warriors are better sides. Chancellor Cook started one of the stars. Sean Johnson, fantastic. Um, yeah, a great all-round performance by the Warriors. They are definitely heading in the right direction, and it is very, very exciting times for them. Super Saturday kicked off with the Eels having a huge win over the Dolphins, especially the first half. They just absolutely lit it up. My boy scored a try, Jermaine Hopgood. He was tremendous in this one. He was popping up everywhere. Scored a lovely individual try. It was fantastic. Uh, and yeah, look, the Warriors, uh, sorry, the, the Parramatta Eels, just too good in this one. Um, just all over them from the get-go. Obviously, the, the Dolphins scored first through Braden McGrady, who he tipped off on during the week, which is great to see. Uh, but yeah, the, the Eels, just too good. Guy, I just want to touch on quickly, Will Pensini. Fuck, hasn't he come of age? He has just been... He just improves every single game that he plays, and he's done so throughout his entire career. Uh, so Will Pennsylvania, I absolutely love watching him play. Genuine sort of strike center at the moment. When you have a look at the Parramatta Eels outside backs, it's probably what worries me the most. But he's the guy that I'm most confident in. He's the guy that I know he'll do a job every single week. So doing great things. Gutho, two tries in this one. Couple of TAs. He was everywhere. Again, Gutho as per usual. And Mitchie Moses, eight from eight goals. Uh, he had a cracker as well. Obviously, 42 to four at half time, uh, And they didn't quite go on with it in the second half, Parramatta. But you quite often see that when you absolutely blow a team off the park in the first half, which they scored more than a point a minute, um, I wouldn't be looking too heavily into that second half, realistically. For the Finns, um, unfortunately, this is sort of what a lot of us predicted in the preseason. I was really hoping we weren't going to see it. They have got a couple of injuries and stuff, I understand, but to concede 42 points in their first half, uh, pretty tough gig, especially... Uh, when it was up there on the Sunshine Coast. So, yeah, worrying signs from the Dolphins. Braden McGrady scored the first try. Shout out to him. I really like the look of him. Uh, Tafade scored a try as well. And then Hamiso, um, two lightning efforts. Fuck, he is quick. Good God, he is terrifying to watch. When he gets into space, when you saw Osaka coming off his right foot the other day, throw it inside to him. Uh, you, you just knew the show was over. So, yeah, disappointing for the Dolphins. A couple of highlights there with tries and whatnot. But as a whole, um, the scoreline, I mean, Parramatta won by 28. It probably doesn't do justice to how dominant Parramatta were and definitely took their foot off the gas towards the back end of this game. Uh, the 5.30 game, the Penrith Panthers and the Newcastle Knights. Pretty tight game here, to be fair. 20 points to 12. Um, obviously, you know, we heard the comments from Christian Welsh the other day that uh, Panthers missing so many players. Newcastle, uh, close to full strength. Well, not close to full strength. They're still missing Jaden Braley and a few other guys. But 
uh, with the guys that Penrith rested without their halves. Um, yeah, you would have hoped Newcastle could have won this one. Dylan Edwards scored the first try. Tyrone Peachy had a couple of lovely touches in this game, scoring two, and then Jamin Salmon scored late. I really love when Jamin Salmon jumps into the halves. I, I really rate him, eh? I love how, just how direct he is. Um, and I, I, I think he's really underrated, Salmon. I think that he will definitely have a place in this team for quite some time to come. He's obviously a guy that can jump in the back row, he can jump in centre. He's shown over the last few weeks he, he can jump in the halves and well and truly handle himself. So, very talented player. Look, the Penrith Panthers are, they just march on, they do their thing, missing a heap of guys. Um, they can see 12 points, which is just what this side does. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, on the other hand, uh, KP obviously scored the first try for them to get them back into this contest. Um, but... Yeah, never really looked like winning this game. Looked dangerous at times. I just, I, I'm just not convinced on Newcastle and their attacking structure at the moment. I just, I don't understand why KP isn't more heavily involved. And I don't know if that's on, um, you know, Hastings and Gamble to bring him into the game. But part of me looks at KP and goes, no, 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 you've got to bring yourself into this game as well. Uh, it's just, it's especially because I have him in Supercoach, so I watch him closely. The way that he hovers around the field, it's like. I don't know. It's almost like sometimes he hovers to the side of the field where he knows the ball isn't going to go to. It's fucking bizarre. I can't I can't piece together what it is because he has such good instincts. He can see things on the field, but he always just seems to be in the not not always. That's unfair. But a lot of the time, he just seems to be on the wrong side of the ruck or just in a bit of a no man's land. I don't know. I, I can't work it out. Jacko obviously scored a try late, which is great to see his first try for the Newcastle Knights, his first try of the season. Uh, had an injury, came off, and then came back on later. Um, didn't look good when it first happened. I thought he was in serious trouble and managed to come back on later. Uh, yeah, look, 20 points to 12. The Newcastle Knights, they're stacking up a lot of close defeats, unfortunately, which I think they're going to look back and uh, heavily rue at the back end of the season. All right, let's move to the late game on Saturday night. The Melbourne Storm and the Manly Seagulls, 24 points to six. Um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think the scoreline sort of reflected how close this game was. I um, Yeah, I, I didn't expect Manly to really fire a shot in this game. You could tell pretty early that they were on. Uh, and straight away, I sort of thought, ooh, have I, have I slept on the Seagulls here in this game? And um, it, it sort of turned out the way we expected, 24 points to six. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it mainly put up a better fight than what the scoreboard says there. Uh, obviously, losing Tommy Turbo and whatnot, very, very tough gig. Uh, and I think it is going to be a tough season for the Manly Seagulls now. I think it's going to be brutal for them. Um, still without Gerbo. DCE obviously featured in this one. Uh, but a lot of changes to this side and whatnot. It was good to see Ruben Garrick jump into fullback. I think that's where he needs to be for the rest of the season. I, I, I love KO Weeks before he came in, but his uh, his performances have been far from inspiring. So I do think uh, that Ruben Garrick is the way moving forward at fullback there. Olaguatu. Probably the shining light here did some really good things. Probably the closest thing we've seen back to old Olakawatu, who is just terrorizing sides. Uh, he's probably got his eyes on an Origin 3 debut, and I wish him all the very best for that. Uh, but, yeah, look, not. I, I feel like this is going to be more of the same for Manly as the season goes on. They'll win he- games here and there, uh, but I am worried about how they're going to perform for the rest of the season without Tommy T, as I'm sure we all are. For the Melbourne Storm, um, look, just a good all-round performance here by them. They, uh, As I said, I thought Manly showed up. I thought they looked pretty good. 
found a way to get it done. Husey scored. Jonah Pazette scored. Jason Pazette had some nice touches. Uh, his kicking game into that left corner was tremendous. The way that he sort of curled the, called, curled the Jesus Christ, curled the ball around on a couple of occasions on those grubbers where he hit it on the outside of the ball to find Xavier Kurtz. So just to find the right space, uh, you can see the talent that people have got really excited about. I do question if... He's got the upside that people tell me about. When I see games like that the other night where it's sort of tight and it's um, it's a close one and he's able to come up with those sort of plays and those sort of kicks, uh, it does really impress me. Xavier Coates scored two tries late as well. Uh, and Big Nelson, fuck, imagine if he made that break and he, and he was looking at you. Fucking miss me with that. Very hard to handle, Nelson. One of the biggest bodies in rugby league and another good game there. Harry Grant, shout out to him. Backing up from Origin, 52 tackles. Uh, he was good, He was good. Harry Grant, without being fantastic. We got through a lot of work. And the other one I want to mention is Will Warbrick. Um, almost got 200 run meters from 17 runs, two line breaks, three tackle breaks. Um, this Rookie of the Year award is really heating up. And he's another guy uh, that's in that conversation. So, a good all-round win from the Melbourne Storm. Uh, everyone just showed up, did their job. Manly played well. At Melbourne, they just find a way to get the job done without Money Munster, post-origin and whatnot. Uh, a really, really good knock there. So, Melbourne, they march on into the top four where they belong. Manly in a little bit of curry now, dropping outside that top eight well and truly. Uh, it's going to be a real testing time for the Seagulls. All right, let's move to Sunday afternoon. The first game, the Brisbane Broncos and the Gold Coast Titans. An upset I did not see coming. I thought Brisbane would get the job done here. Uh, the Titans, what a performance. Especially when Brisbane scored first and it sort of... There was no try scored in the first 25-odd minutes. Then in about the 30th minute or somewhere between the 25th and 30th minute, Tom Flegler crashed over a brilliant ball from Paddy Carrigan. It was unreal. Um, and then I sort of thought, okay, geez, they've held in this contest for this long. Are they going to be able to hang in there? And credit to the Titans, I always say, good team scored just before half time, And Fafita crashed over in the 38th minute. A fantastic ball from Kieran Foran. And you sort of thought, okay... They're in this now. They're, they're well and truly in this. And then the 15 minutes after half-time, half uh, huge of the Titans. Brian Kelly scored. Love Brian Kelly. So underrated in this competition. And then Carl Piera was just given a cup, a half a metre of space, and he made it look like a football field, didn't he? Burning, um, burning. Selwyn Cobo down that sideline. Carl Piera, we speak about... This uh, Rookie of the Year race is wide open. You know, you got your Bullers, your Campieras. Um, so many guys that are putting their hands up. And Campiera, he's had a tremendous season. I thought after the first few weeks, I thought I'd potentially overhyped him in the preseason. I wasn't sure he was going to handle himself, but he has been so... So impressive. Thought the halves of the Titans were really good. Tanner Boyd and Foz. I thought they both had really good games. Ezra Mam scored late as well. I will say this about the Broncos. Uh, I thought they had a number of opportunities where they probably got unlucky on referee decisions. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you're leaving, the if you if the game's being decided by referee decisions, uh, you probably haven't done enough to win it, as I always say. And I thought that, um, obviously, Reese Walsh, I saw Fox League post that. Uh, post that thing about him getting penalised for swearing at the ref. And look, I don't think you should be carrying on that way on the field anyway, but I do understand it's heat of the battle and stuff. But I think it was pretty evident. I think it was pretty obviously backed up by everyone that was on the field that wasn't directed at the ref. So still a very, very shit look. Uh, but I will say this. I, I didn't like the way that Reese Walsh carried himself for the rest of the game. Um, obviously, the referees made some controversial decisions that uh, heavily impacted the, the Broncos there, and I get it. 
But I just think when you are a leader like that in our game that Reese Walsh now is, I do think you need to be a little bit better than that. But uh, obviously, I'm sitting on the lounge at home watching the game. Uh, it's not impacting my week to week. But I do think that just as a whole, we need to be a little bit better than that. But I think it is unfair that Fox League posted that thing the other night that sort of made it look like it was directed at the referee when I think it's pretty blatantly obvious it wasn't. So I do feel sorry for Reese in that situation. Uh, but other scenes of him punching the goalposts and doing other things, yelling and screaming at referees from distances, I get you're frustrated, I get it. But we probably do want to have a slightly better standard. I love that Kevin Walters in the post-game press conference asked him about Ben Hunt and he sort of said, fuck, do you think Ben Hunt would want to be here after that? Uh, I, I, thought, I thought that was really good. Uh, but, yeah, look, a good win by the Titans. Shout out to him. Little brother getting up for this game. Uh, I didn't give them much hope, uh, but I thought, I thought they did really, really well, the Gold Coast Titans. So credit to him. The Broncos still sitting at the top or second place on the ladder. So not, uh, as we say on Bloke and Bar, not panic stations by any means. Uh, and I think they created enough opportunities to win this game. Just got a little bit lucky, unlucky in moments. All right, the Cowboys. Wow. Another win I did not see coming, and in this sort of fashion, the Cowboys 31 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs 6. Uh, another game that we didn't have a try in the first 25, 30 minutes. Murray Tualungi scored the first try, and then we went into the halftime 5 0, funnily enough. Um, was it Chad Townsend? No, Val Holmes, sorry. Uh, no, Scott Drinkwater, sorry. Uh, kicked the, penalty, the, the field goal just before halftime. Uh, bizarre moment from Lachlan Ilias. When his team blatantly wasn't ready for it to go for a pretty shallow chip over the top. A fucking bizarre moment on half time. And thankfully, it didn't end up costing them a game. And I'm sure that'll be a moment that they'll sit down with Lockie Ellis and go, hey, if it's not on, it's 4 0. Just go into half time, kick to a corner, be happy with that. A bizarre little moment that if it would have cost them a try, it would have been heartbreaking. Val Holmes came out in the second half, blew the bunnies away. Two quick tries there. Both at the back of Scott Drink, Water Magic. And then Finney Fuiaki. Wow. What a juggernaut this kid is. He looks really talented. We spoke about him the other week. I love the look of him. Tommy did, and he cashed in late to uh, close the account for the North Queensland Cowboys in a huge win. The only try score for South Sydney, Lockie Elias in the 58th minute off a scrum. All eyes on Cody Walker. He went himself. Uh, yeah, hard to work out what's going on with South Sydney at the moment. They're, um, you know, they, they lost those two games in a row a few weeks ago, and I sort of thought, ah, they'll be okay. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was I was talking to Matty the Waterboy earlier uh, early this morning, and he said the Rabbitohs from round 1 to 11 conceded 13.6 points a game, which is fantastic. That's depending on the Panthers areas. The Rabbitohs round 11 to round 17, they're conceding 32.8. So almost, they're conceding on average 20 more points per game, which is fucking unbelievable. 20 points is a huge jump on an average uh, when you started the season the way you did. I understand origin period and all that. I get it. But in order to win this competition, they're going up against teams like Penrith who you know, another origin week with all their guys missing. They miss 12 players. They they, they they can see 12 points. So, yeah, interesting times for South Sydney. I am a little bit worried about the general direction that they are heading in. But once they do get Latrell back, it is a different story. But, you know, that's still three to four weeks away. So, very, very tough. Uh, I thought Cody Walker, he created so many opportunities, but they just weren't going to hand. And when you, when you play like the way that Cody does and when you play so instinctively and so fast – when you get it wrong, it can look really ugly and it can really slow momentum. But that's who Cody Walker is. You, you, you're going to back him in to get it right 99 times out of 100, and he will 99 times out of 100. 
Uh, so just a bit of a shit fight of an afternoon for South Sydney. All right, let's move to the last game of the week. I really enjoyed this game. This was a cracker. The Canberra Raiders 20 over the Sydney Roosters 18. Uh, we'll talk about the Canberra Raiders first. It's a pretty impressive try. Jack White, his first one, that was an absolute cracker. Albert Hobbaito then backed it up with a fantastic team try. Uh, and Matty Tomoko scored it later, obviously, well as well. Um, and look, they, they had 20 points on the board uh, at the 28th minute and didn't score again after that, but that is... Very much so Canberra Raiders footy. So Sorry, they had 18 points on the board at that point. Um, Joey Manu scored just on halftime. Individual brilliance, once again, he is just too hard to handle. So the Canberra Raiders went in at halftime, 18 points to six. They obviously lost the second half, but um, it's just how the Raiders play their footy. They like it to be tight. They don't like to blow teams out. They don't like to perform incredibly well. They like to do things the hardest fucking possible way they can. And they certainly did in this game. You saw all the boys cramping up at the back end of the game. Some of them just couldn't even finish the game. I think Corey Horsburgh, he came off, had 10 minutes off, came back on the field. And after three or four minutes, he'd done so much work uh, that he was cramping up left, right, and center. So Jared Croker left the field. Corey Horsburgh left the field. There was cramps fucking everywhere. Jordan Rapana got a cramp at one stage, leaning, like, almost sitting in the third row of the crowd. So very Camberators football, but... Credit to them. If they're resilient enough to make it work, fucking shout out to them. Spoke about them on the ladder this morning. They've obviously got a terrible for and against. I think it's minus 65 or something like that, which compared to other teams is awful. It's like a bottom five um, differential or something like that. But this is how they play their footy, yeah? They either lose big, and when they're, when they're going to lose, they get hammered. Or when they win, they win by two to four points. That's just who the Camberators are. And uh, I enjoy watching it. I thought the Corey Horsburgh and Joe Tapanay through the middle, they were fucking tremendous. They were everywhere. The second phase footy, when, when this team is on, the second phase footy that they, they, they allow themselves to play, it is just so dangerous, and it would be such a pain in the ass uh, to deal with. Still completed at 82% despite the amount of offloads they went for and the amount of risks they took. 19 offloads they had last night. As we said a couple of weeks ago, probably six or seven weeks ago now, that when they're offloading at more than the 13 a game, they tend to win games of football. Won this one in a tight one, but managed to get it done. Considering they lost Josh Papaliti during the game as well, very early in the game, to be fair. Uh, a tough pill to swallow there. But shout out to the Raiders getting it done. The Chooks. Uh, they're just not the Roosters, are they? It's, uh, it's hard to sort of piece together what to do here. I think Joey Martin, I think they're a better team with him at centre. I uh, would like to see him roam a little bit more, but I think they are a better team when you move him out there and you let genuine halves play in the halves and whatnot. Um, I posted on Instagram last night, love the look of Sandon Smith. I think he does a lot of really classy things. Uh, you saw that pass that he threw to Lindsay Collins out of dummy half. I don't think he's a nine, uh, but just... His vision, he put in a nice kick at one point. Uh, 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 to be honest with you, all the really nice things he did were out of dummy half, but I, I still think he's a genuine seven. I think he's really good at straightening the attack. I think he's got a good sense of when to run, when to take uh, the, the line on it, and just when to give out the back. So, And to me, he doesn't look like he's overawed by the superstars that are around him, like like Teddy and these sort of guys. So, Sandon Smith, I really like him. I'd be keeping him in the side, and I think he's uh, I think he's got a big future. Obviously, you've got Sam Walker at the club and whatnot, but, mate, I'm really liking the look of Sandon Smith at the moment. Uh, Lindsay Collins, he obviously scored that try late, ran a brilliant line, and, it, you know, it was a great pass, but to catch that ball going into traffic, very, very hard to do, and he managed to. Sandon Smith, obviously, the goal kicker as well, hitting three from three. He's got a very uh, basic sort of style, the way that he goal kicks. You know, you don't feel overly confident with him, but if they're going over the sticks, it gives a fuck. It gets the job done. So, 
yeah, interesting times for the Sydney Roosters. Managed to fight back in this one. Uh, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. I don't know how it all turns around for the Roosters, to be honest with you. I, I've got no idea how this plays out for them. I've got no idea what this offseason looks like. Um, if I had a gun to my head right now, you said they're going to make finals, I would have to say no. Uh, I probably can't see it playing out that way. So, yeah, wild times. I know a lot of people have tipped the Roosters to be grand finalists. I had them definitely as a top four side this year. And it looks like they're probably going to miss the top eight. And, uh, yeah, I mean. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. They got Sam Walker to come back, but outside of that, they had the vast majority of their stars. Sue Lee's got to come back in, I guess. But, uh, yeah, this whole Matt Lodge saga, how that's played out, it's been pretty disappointing. Radley was back last night. I think he got put on a report once again, so... Yeah, tough one. I'm not quite sure how it's all going to play out for the Roosters. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are thoroughly enjoying uh, how it is playing out for them. But, uh, yeah, it's a tough one at the moment for the Chooks. But shout-out to the Raiders getting the job done there. Another solid performance. Another very Raiders performance. It was ugly. Uh, but that's how they like to win at the end of the day. All right, guys, cheers for tuning in to the Rapid Review. If you'd like to have a listen to our podcast, we dropped a little bit earlier this morning. It's an absolute cracker uh, where we go through the NRL ladder and we take away all the buys. Um, and we see where your team is actually placed. So some very interesting things to take away from that, in particular about the Warriors, the Eels, um, and who was the other team? South Sydney, the Warriors, Eels, and South Sydney. Big talking points to come out of that. So if you're a fan of any, any of those three teams, I'd advise you go and have a listen to it. Warriors fans might get a little bit upset, but I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. We're just calling it as it is. Your team's going tremendously. Uh, but, yeah, just a... Just an interesting look at what the ladder would look like without the buyers because obviously we have buyers this year with the Dolphins in and they've had a huge impact on the game. So really interesting chat there, guys. And the one before that is obviously our Origin 2 review that we did on Friday afternoon. You might have missed that content already. Myself, Kempi, and Matty the Waterboy. And Timmy, of course, the the, the Phoenix Crossland lookalike, one of the greats. Uh, we went through and had a big chat about Origin 2 and our deep review there. So enjoy that, guys. And then we'll have the Bloke in a Bar Round 17 review coming your way this afternoon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 